Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through January 8th. And I hope everyone had a good week. It was a busy week for me. I just wanted to say that before we dive into skating, um, my real job required me to do some coverage on a big story, not focused on skating, but um, on the passing of Pope Benedict. I work for Catholic Media. And then I had my friend come in from D.C. to visit, and he actually got to listen a little bit to the podcast. He didn't know I had a podcast, Daphne. I'm a little disappointed <laughs> about that. But I told him and one of our other friends that we hung out with that I had a podcast, and they were both like, Gina, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and these are two broadcasting people. Like, um, my these were people I worked with at my previous job when I was working at a TV station. So one is a reporter and one is a meteorologist. And they were both like so excited to hear that I had a podcast because I was the behind the scenes person at the TV station. So I just wanted to share that they were excited. They were asking, oh, how many downloads does your podcast have? Like just all those sorts of questions. They were kind of interested in it. Do I think they're going to hear me give them a little shout out right now? Maybe not, but maybe I will pass it along to them to see if they can listen just for a few minutes. I know they're not both interested (laughs) in skating. So I just wanted to share that fun story. Another fun story, Daphne, with one of my friends is I found out that one of my friends, the meteorologist, is actually, we are flying out on the same day. Our flights are relatively the same time. Um, When I go to San Jose, He's going to the Bahamas. So we're hoping to see each other in the airport. I thought that was a fun thing. We were excited about that, that our flights were around the same time. So That is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I got a comment through uh, Twitter asking me if I have a podcast outside of this because I sound like I know what I'm doing or I sound like I've been doing it for a while, basically. And yes, I do have another podcast. Um, During the pandemic, I struggled a little bit with wondering what to do with myself because I couldn't do some of the things that I love to do to keep me busy Mm -hmm. and have that creative outlet. Um, There was no skating competition, so I wasn't photographing skating. 
I couldn't go to my weekly pub trivia, which is something else that I really enjoy. So I got involved with a group of podcasters and ended up starting a podcast called Run For Your Lives. It is a monster movie, disaster, creature feature, a little bit of horror. Um, It's a great podcast that I started with my friend Paik. We've been doing it for two and a half years now. So it's been a lot of fun. And then it was back in May that Gina and I, at the encouragement of Anne, started this <laughs> podcast. Um, in addition, I also co-host a couple of podcasts over at Podcastica covering TV shows. Um, one of them is Yellow Jackets and the other is The Handmaid's Tale. And for The Handmaid's Tale, we've actually had the honor of speaking with Bruce Miller, who created and is the showrunner for that show. Mm. It's usually at the end of the season, we have a chat with him. And it's a lot of fun. So it's given me a great creative outlet. But now that the pandemic has waned somewhat, um, we've talked about how exciting it will be to get back to nationals Mm -hmm. this year. It's also interesting to try to juggle all of the things like podcasting multiple podcasts in a week and (laughs) running a website and editing photos and posting articles and social media. It can be a bit of a challenge sometimes, but it's so Mm -hmm. much fun. I feel like my life is much fuller um, Mm -hmm. now that uh, things are are getting or driving in a direction that's somewhat more normal. Yeah. I feel like I'd be lost without the podcast now. I feel like it's a part of me. So, you know, when my friends were hearing about that I had one and didn't know, I think that was a bad job on my part, not telling them I had a podcast, but um, it was just, you know, it's it's kind of part of my identity now that uh, it's and it's <laughs> something I really enjoy. So um, I'm glad we're still doing this. Um, but yeah, so again, I wanted to share that. And, you know, Daphne's love of podcasting is kind of rubbed off on me now because, <laughs> you know, I'm talking with them. They were talking about the podcast they enjoy listening to because they both have to travel a little bit for work. Um, and so, yeah, so now I'm all about it and I'm trying to incorporate podcasting into my real job. Hopefully we'll be able to do that in 2023, but let's dive into skating here. Um, and it is (laughs) Canadians week. Um, Daphne, here we go now. (laughs) Yes. Canadians is the first big competition of January. We did have a couple of national events that we've already talked about. Um, But this is a big one. And if you follow our podcast on social media, you'll notice that we posted a special episode with two-time Canadian champion Nam Nguyen. Uh, We talked about what he's up to now, about his retirement. We also talked a little bit about the upcoming Canadian Nationals because he's the in-venue host. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll talk more about Canadians later in the episode. Yes. Well, we forgot to mention last week that January is National Skating Month, which is um, a month that was created by U.S. Figure Skating and Learn to Skate USA. Uh, Clubs all over the country participate in National Skating Month by hosting events at their local rinks, 
whether they do shows or seminars or open houses, just ways of trying to get people involved in skating. Um, Last year, there were more than 425 clubs that hosted events. So for more information on National Skating Month, and if you want to find out if there's events taking place in your area, uh, just check out our show notes. Well, moving on, let's talk about some event results. There were a few, as we mentioned, events that were taking place um, last week. First up is South Korean Nationals. In the men, Jun Hwan Cha won his seventh consecutive national title and earns the only spot for Worlds. In the women's event, Jia Shin, who's 14 years old, edged out Yilim Kim for her first national title. Kim will go to Worlds with Haiyan Lee, who finished third, and Cheyong Kim, who finished fourth. Shin will head to Junior Worlds with Min Sol Kwan, who was fifth, and Yu J Kim, sixth, who landed a clean triple axel in her free wow. skate. Hai Jin Cho and Steven Adcock are the first pair to compete at nationals since 2018. Hannah Lim and Ye Kwan won the Junior Ice Dance title. They, along with Ginny Kim and Namu Lee, will go to Junior Worlds. There are videos on demand through KSU's blog, and Four Continents assignments were earned via the ranking competition in early December. So the folks that will be heading to that competition are Jun Huan Cha, Sahyung Lee, Jae Sok Kim in the men's event, Haiyan Lee, Yilim Kim, and Cheon Kim in the women's event. Well, German nationals also took place this week. In the women's event, Nicole Schott won her seventh German title. In the men's event, Nikita Startson won his first German title. Pairs, Annika Hock and Robert Kunkel won the pairs event. They claimed their first German title. Jennifer Jans Van Rensburg and Benjamin Staffen won the dance event, taking home their second consecutive German title. All three days of streaming are available to watch on demand, and the link will be in our show notes. And finally, Japan held its intercollegiate competition, which includes only free skates. Kaori Sakamoto won the women's event with Rinka Watanabe in second and Maria Igawa in third. And Shun Sato won the men's event with Sumitada Moriguchi and Tatsuya Tsuboi winning silver and bronze, respectively. So moving on to general skating news, we wanted to point this out. The Washington Post reported last month that the International Olympic Committee is seeking a pathway back to inclusion for athletes from Russia and Belarus for the 2024 Olympics. The IOC sanctioned the countries in February 2022 after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. They barred them from hosting international sports competitions, prohibiting their flags or colors from being displayed at events, and urging all Olympic sports organizations to ban them. The Olympic movement remains that athletes should not be tarnished for acts of their government as long as they do not contribute to it or support it. However, If the IOC does make this change or does create a pathway back, sports federations are not obligated to follow the IOC's recommendations and may still enforce restrictions on the countries. At this 
point in time, there is no word on if any discussions have actually started. So this is for the 2024 Olympics, right, Daphne? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. You know, part of me is like, well, it is, a year, well, it's a year away, the, the 2024 Olympics, but part of me is like, why, why are we even having discussions when things are still, you know, I things, know. things are still happening, you know, I, I don't know. Um, and I, and I think I've heard maybe that they wouldn't even participate if they couldn't be, you know, with their flag. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. If I remember correctly, there was mention of not wanting to do it that way again, mm -hmm. at least on the behalf of the country. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. I think we're going to just have to continue to keep our thumb on the pulse mm -hmm. of what's happening and continue to report whatever we learn that's confirmed. Yeah. Well, we'll pass along if there's any, you know, updated information. Well, moving on, in a Skate Canada press release ahead of Canadians, Skate Canada announced that Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier have withdrawn from Canadians as Piper is recovering from an appendectomy. Um, wishing all of the best to Piper and um, hope she is recovering well. And of course, Piper and Paul will be missed at Canadians um, this week. We talked about that a little bit with Nam in our podcast. Yes. And entries for this month's European Championships, which takes place the same week as the U.S. Championships. Um, the European Championships is taking place in Ispa, Finland. Um, the entries were announced this week, and you can take a look at those in our show notes. So the entries for Bavarian Open have been posted. This is an event that takes place annually, and this year it's taking place from... January 30th through February 5th, U.S. Figure Skating is sending three junior pair teams, Olivia Flores and Luke Wang, Naomi Williams and Lachlan Luer, and Liliana Murray and Jordan Gillette. They're also sending three ice dance teams. In the junior level, it's Leia Nesset and Artem Makalov. And in the advanced novice competition, Sylvia Lee and Rowan Lacoque, as well as Julia Epps and Blake Gilman. Now, you'll remember that Epson Gilman competed at the junior um, level this season for the U.S. Uh, domestically, but they are not age eligible to go out for a junior Grand Prix or for a junior level event because um, Julia's birthday is after that July 1 cutoff. <laughs> so, so they're going to this event in advance, novice. Some other interesting things to note about this competition Olivia Schilling and Leo Baton are listed to debut for Belgium. Of course, Livy has been a skater in the U.S. She was a single skater. Then she did some ice dance at the senior level here. So she's going to be representing Belgium with her new partner. And then Anna Sophia O'Brien and Stephen Way are listed to debut for Azerbaijan. Anna and Steven placed 12th at the junior event in the ice dance final in November to qualify for U.S. nationals, but they've since withdrawn their not listed on the practice groups for junior. Of course, we will link to the roster in our show notes. 
And it's worth noting that the international assignments have not been added to the U.S. Figure Skating International Assignments page yet, but we're going by the rosters that were listed and released by the German Federation. Yes. Well, speaking of the German Figure Skating Federation, they published a press release on January 3rd announcing that Paul Fence um, is retiring from competition. Now, Paul was a four-time German champion and competed at two Olympics. He competed in Pyeongchang in 2018 and then in the team event only in Beijing in 2022. So all of the best to Paul as he moves forward with his career. Yes. So let's transition to recent interviews. U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone released an article on Kayla Smith and Andy Deng listing them as ones to watch for a top podium finish in junior pairs at the U.S. Championships. As a reminder, Kayla and Andy won the bronze medal at the Junior Grand Prix Final last month. Well, Beverly Smith has two articles. One article she wrote about the virus that Deanna Stiletto-Dudak is um, facing right now as she and Maxim Deschamps attempt to win their first Canadian title this week. We'll talk a little bit more about um, that virus later in our show as we preview Canadians. And she also wrote an article on Keegan Messing. We all know that Keegan is pretty busy and he's going to this competition while his wife is due to give birth at any time now. So we'll be following that very closely. Mm He could, knowing in typical Keegan fashion, announce the birth in the kiss and cry. It's, it, you know, he's great at sharing information in the kiss and cry. You don't want to miss his post-skating performance. Yes. Well, Polina Edmonds, her latest episode of her podcast was an interview with Camden Polkinen talking about Camden, um, the fall season, and as he prepares now for his second half of the season and, of course, school at Columbia University. So the Chicago Sun-Times has done a double feature on Alexa Gasparato and Nathan Chappell. This feature um, includes video and talks about two rising stars in U.S. figure skating. Yeah, I recommend that article. It's really nicely presented um, online. You know, it's got big photos and videos of that one. So it's not just your whole bunch of text and, and a photo here or there. It's, it's appealing to the eye. So check that out. Well, Japan's Kaori Sakamoto was the subject of an article with Golden Skate. The article talks about the tough first half of the season and how she's bouncing back after winning nationals. Okay. And the Japan Times released an article on Fumie Sigori. She, of course, is the 2003 Grand Prix Final Champion and three-time world medalist. Fumie is working in Las Vegas as a choreographer and hopes to see some of her students compete in the Olympics someday. Well, Sarah Conti and Niccolo Machi were the subject of an article by Art on Ice. The article is in Italian. It talks about how they got together, their extraordinary season in winning the Grand Prix final bronze medal, and then winning Italian nationals. So Europe on Ice had a new article with May Berenice Mete. She talks about her serious injury and how she's back on the road to recovery and back on the ice again competing. 
A news station in Florida did a story on Athena Roberts, who won the Spanish National Junior Ice Dance Gold with Eric Ellis last month. And finally, U.S. Figure Skating released an article on adaptive skater Cole Rohner. Cole is a 14-year-old Utah resident and has undergone 21 different surgeries, but loves to entertain and perform on the ice. National Get Up Day is February 1st, and throughout this month in February, U.S. Figure Skating is going to be featuring its eight Get Up Ambassadors. The story I just mentioned appeared in the November issue of Skating Magazine. Um, Cole has a brother that's an ice dancer Hmm. as well. They're a very busy skating family. Very cool. Well, we had a lot of articles here, but let's move on to our social media updates segment. The Pittsburgh Figure Skating Club posted that Kara Murphy and Joshua Levitt will be headed to the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. Kara and Josh finished sixth at the dance final in November, and at the time, they missed qualifying for nationals um, by 0.28 points. I know Daphne and Anne both talked about that and how disappointing that was because they were just so close. So I am happy to hear that they will be heading to nationals after all. Yes, I'm not sure if anyone withdrew for them to get the spot. I'm not sure how it came about, but Kara and Josh, um, they had an unfortunate mistake in the rhythm dance that put them behind. I believe Josh fell on a twizzle and their free dance performance was above and beyond anything I had seen them do before. Like they really laid everything out there and it was a beautiful performance. So I'm glad that we're going to get to see them in San Jose in just a couple of weeks. Yeah. So Jason Brown posted a photo of him with Daisuke Takahashi from a rehearsal of Ice Explosion, a show in Yokohama City, Japan from January 6th through the 8th, along with Jason and Daisuke and, of course, his partner, Kana Muramoto. The show featured Satoko Miyahara, Caitlin Weaver and Andrew Poche, Rika Hongo, Mikhail Brezhina, Massimo Scali, Kazuki Tomono, Shizuka Arakawa, Yura Min, and more. Yeah, that looked like it was really cool. So if anyone got to go to that, I'm a little jealous. It looked like it was a pretty cool show. Yeah. Well, moving on to our upcoming events for the week. As we've mentioned a couple times in this podcast, Canadian Nationals starts this week. It starts on Tuesday. Um... Some things to note, again, we mentioned about Piper and Paul will not be competing at the event, so we will have a new champion in Mm -hmm. the dance event, the senior dance event. Um, Of course, Keegan Messing will compete in his final Canadian National Championships, and he's hoping to win his second consecutive Canadian title. Now, as we said, Keegan's wife, Lane, is expecting their second child. She's due on January 14th. Now, Keegan has told the media he plans to be at Canadians regardless. So regardless if the baby is to come sometime this week, Keegan will still be at Canadian. However, he will not participate in the gala. He's gotten permission from Skate Canada to leave after the men's free skate. So we'll just have to wait and see if we get a birth announcement in the kiss and cry that the baby has come. 
Um, but you know, as I think Nam said it, Keegan always is one for a good story. So this is not a, it's not a surprise that they're awaiting the arrival of their second child while he's competing in his last Canadian championships. Um, that's, that's Keegan for you. Um, he also told the media he is training the quad Lutz, but he is not planning to do it at Canadians. Um, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, Deanna Stiletto Dudek has been dealing with a viral illness. Um, it's the illness she had when she was at the Grand Prix final. If you remember, she was under the weather there at that competition and they finished in fourth. Um, initial symptoms went away, she said, but other symptoms have have appeared. She's been sick for eight weeks. Um, the illness is thought to be RSV, which I mean, you guys have been hearing about. Um, that's kind of going around with COVID and the flu. Um, and some young skaters at the rink came down with RSV, she said. At the same time, she was, you know, not feeling well. Um, and they have not fully recovered. Um, this is what was hard to hear when she told the media her throat is swollen and she cannot breathe and get enough oxygen through her mouth, which affects her stamina. So I'm hoping she's going to be able to pull through um, and hopefully her and Maxim will get to win the title. But this is this is sad. I'm you know, I'm hoping she's going to get recover, you know, help here. And she's talking with doctors and, and, and it gets recovered here soon. Cause this is just horrible to be sick like this for eight weeks. Yeah. So, there, so those are some of the, you know, the storylines coming out of Canadians here. Yeah. We have more than just COVID out there. I mean, mm-hmm. there's the flu, there's RSV, there's a lot of different, uh, bugs that are going around. So I think, You know, as we're traveling to get to competitions, it's a good idea to think about masking, you know, to protect yourself from the germs. Yeah, yeah. I was wearing a mask this weekend when I was out with um, friends because I was like, yeah, Yeah. I'm going to be traveling soon. I'm not getting sick. I know. Yeah. I know. There's a lot still going around, so... Yeah, it makes me nervous because I missed a really big trip I was planning to take in November for mm-hmm. other reasons. I'm hoping not to miss my next one, which is in just a couple of weeks, because of something else. So I'm trying to protect yes. myself best yes. that I can. Mm-hmm. So the Winter University Games in Lake Placid starts on Thursday. The figure skating events in particular start on Friday with the rhythm dance and the men's short program. Saturday is the women's short program and free dance. And Sunday is the men's free skate and women's free skate. No pairs event will be taking place at this competition. The women's event is highlighted by Kaori Sakamoto, Mai Mihara, Ryan Sumiyoshi. All from Japan. The U.S. is sending Ting Shui, Finley Hawk, and Ren Warren Jacobson. And that is not all. We have Yilam Kim and Dabin Choi from Korea, Ekaterina Karakova from Poland, and Lara Naki Gutman from Italy. In the men's event, Sodi Yamamoto, Tatsuya Saboy, and Shun Sato are representing Japan. In the U.S., we have Nathan Chappell, Goku Endo, and Din Tran. And also competing, Nikolai Memela. <laughs> so busy. Um, and Young Han Cha and Si Hong Lee of Korea. And in the dance event, we have three teams from the U.S., Rafael Aconcius and Alexei Sheptov. 
Angela Ling and Caleb Wine, Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov, Italy's Leia Dozi and Pietro Papetti, and France's Natasha Lagouge and Arnaud Kaffa, and Marie Dupayage and Thomas Nabay. There are a couple of other teams as well. Um, it's not a huge dance roster, but I think it's going to be a fun event. We will not be watching this on Peacock, though, because ESPN has bought the TV and streaming rights in the U.S., and a paid subscription to ESPN Plus is required to watch via live stream. Karen Chen and the Browns are skating in the gala, and Olympics.com did a preview and how to watch the event. There's more! Speaking of the World University Games, Nathan Chen was announced as a Goodwill ambassador, and that was actually back in October. Nathan is scheduled to participate in a conference panel, Panasonic Creating a Greener, More Equitable Future, and that is during the um, event. Caitlin Hawaiik announced she is a Goodwill ambassador on her Instagram a couple days ago. Um, she said more information on what that means. Um, we'll, she'll share that information soon on what that means for her being a Goodwill ambassador. And our friend Jordan Cowan is filming the figure skating portion of the opening ceremonies at the World University Games. So you'll have to check it out. I'm sure he'll be posting. Um, I'm not sure if they broadcast the opening ceremonies. I have to look at the schedule, but I'm sure Jordan will post some behind the scenes or some photos and stuff. So definitely keep an eye on his social media. And finally, Edusport Trophy is taking place in Romania from January 13th through the 15th. U.S. is sending Junsu Kim, who is the winner of Pacific Coast Sectionals in Senior Men. Um, and it's a competition for advanced novice, junior, and senior men and women. And that brings us to the end of the meet of our podcast this week. Gina, yeah. can you let folks know where they can find us? You can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com on social media, Twitter at thiswkinskating and Facebook and Instagram. It's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. If you're heading to Lake Placid for the World University Games or if you're going to be at Canadians, let us know. We'd love to hear that. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate the support we've received via email and social media. Even the direct messages that come through to just Gina and I really appreciate um, the encouragement mm -hmm. as we continue with this podcast. It doesn't seem possible that we have been doing this for about eight and a half months. I know. Before you <laughs> know crazy. it, it's going to be a year. Um, I can't mm -hmm. believe it. So moving on, before we sign off, we always like to highlight a few things that are happening at our respective websites. Over at IDC, finally, we have released Anne's three-part series on the rhythm dance this season without a pattern. We have lots of thoughts from athletes, coaches, photographers, skating media, fans, and more. Anne put a lot of effort into this it was a team effort getting some of the quotes. Gina asked some of these questions during um, the mix zone at some competitions. We wanted it to be robust and really um, collect responses from international athletes as well as 
those who compete in the U.S. We really wanted it to be representative of the whole skating community. And I think this is one of Anne's best pieces that she's ever done. It's very comprehensive. Um, there are lots of different opinions. And yeah, this was a, a huge effort and undertaking on her part. And I think it turned out great. We'll be promoting it for the next couple of months. We're not sure what's going to happen next season as far as the rhythm dance, but maybe the ISU or whoever is behind the decision can take a look at these responses. Might help them make a good decision going forward. Yes. I just have to say, if you haven't gotten a chance to read her series, um, definitely check it out. Uh, I I didn't get to read all of them yet. I did read, I don't know which one I read, if I read part two or part one, I, I didn't go, I don't think I was in order. But um, I did read one of them, and even I learned um, a little bit about what some of the skaters and, and, and athletes and coaches were saying um, about the no pattern. Um, you know, I've been one who, again, dance is not the discipline I'm the most knowledgeable on, and, but I always liked the pattern, looking for the pattern. And so I'm missing it this year because I'm like, well, how do I know if someone's better than somebody else? At least I could tell with the pattern who did the pattern better than somebody else. Um, so it's it's been different. It's been different to follow dance this season. But I, you know, I was really and did a really good job with this series. So um, and it was really interesting to hear what people had to say about it. So definitely check it out if you haven't. And I'm gonna go back now that the week has kind of got is over that crazy week <laughs> I had last week is over I can go back and read the other two parts yeah that was not the only article that we had on IDC this week Mateo um, interviewed Czech Republic's Natalie Tashlerova and Philip Tashler siblings who have been making great strides um, in skating qualified for the Olympics have competed at the world championships Next week, we'll be posting an interview with their coach, Matteo Zani. We'll also be posting our Canadians preview. And we'll have photos from the event as well. What about you, Gina, over at FSL? What do you have going on? Well, it was a quiet week again because I had a busy week with the real job. But um, the uh, we posted an interview with Elsa Chang. Um, Elsa qualified for her first senior nationals. Um, she actually had, I believe it was the highest score coming out of sectionals for the senior women. So she is one to watch as we get, you know, ready here for nationals, um, and one, you know, to watch at nationals. So, um, yeah, so it was nice to learn a little bit more about Elsa. Cause I, you know, I think she's a new name for people if you haven't been following the junior level at the U.S., now um, here's someone coming up into the senior ranks. So we've got a few more nationals previews that we're working on that hopefully we'll get up in time for nationals. But, um, yep. So that's what we have cooking over at FSO. Of course, Canadians coverage this week with photos and, um, you know, recaps and all of that stuff. Well, you know, Gina, before we sign off, we released an episode not that long ago where we were talking about memorable things from the last season. Yes. And one thing I wanted to mention 
what I consider memorable is we started this podcast and working together. I How think dare we forget to mention that. <laughs> I think that we How... <laughs> we've had so much fun um doing this every week and I've enjoyed, you know, getting to take something that I learned in the pandemic to do something else and bring it into the skating community. Yeah, and I think we we found that there was a void yes in skating podcasts um some podcasts that had been out there have you know stopped um or have taken a break and and so we found that this was maybe the right time to come out with our podcast but definitely you bringing your love of podcasting it made me fall in love with it because I was a little, when Anne said, Gina, you and Daphne should do a podcast and Daphne, you were all gun ho. And I was a little like, what do you think? And then I was like, yeah. all right, let's do it. And now I'm all about it. You know, like with my friends, you know, talking with them about it and now trying to say, Hey, well, I do a podcast for skating. Can we try to do something yes. over at work? So trying to bring it over there too. But yeah, that definitely, this is, again, as I said it earlier, has been part of my identity now. I feel like it's not just, okay, my real job and what I do over at FSO, but now it's, I got a podcast too. It's like I got a little baby on the side Yes, it's well. fun. It, it gives you a creative outlet and you learn and grow from it. One thing that people had recommended is, Go back and listen to your first episode after you've been doing it for like a year because you will realize how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to hear my own voice. That's something, you know, in the future, Gina and I will do an episode that's about how the podcast came about, more about us, like who we are and what we do. Um, All of that. Uh, I don't like that. Yeah, that's one of those things. I have to say about you don't like to hear your voice back quickly here. The reason I never, I studied communications and broadcasting in college and wanted to be a reporter and an anchor. And the reason I stopped myself from doing that and pursued more of the behind the scenes was I didn't like how my voice sounded recorded. So that was part of the thing when you talked about us doing a podcast, I was like, but I don't like listening to my voice recorded. And it's kind of funny because even when I do interviews for F you know, for FSO or for, um, work, I used to, and I don't do it anymore. I used to take out my headphones when I was hearing myself asking the question. That's how bad I didn't like hearing my voice. Now I'm not, it, it doesn't bother me anymore. And I actually listen back to our podcast. That's part of my Monday, Tuesday, where I'll listen to our podcast either on Monday or Tuesday while I'm at work. But yeah, I was, I hated my (laughs) voice recorded. And now doesn't bother me and and so it's kind of funny that it was the thing that kind of changed my career because that was what I wanted to go into I wanted to be a reporter and an anchor and but I talked myself out of it because of that detail of not hearing my voice back recorded and now will I go back and be a reporter and an anchor no I'm not going back to the regular news business I've done that my time is done um, but yeah, so I've overcome it, which is cool. The podcasting helped me to overcome that fear <laughs> I had. So Daphne, you know, you might have to just. No, I don't think I ever will. I've recorded 112 episodes of Run for Your wow. Lives. 
Yeah, I've I've done a yeah, I've recorded quite a few episodes not on that podcast, but other guesting on other shows. I do the editing for this podcast, and that's the only time that I'll be listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Um, it's okay. just not something I've been able to overcome or even care to overcome. I just kind of, I listen to it, and when it's done, it's done, and I move on to the next thing. Because um, during the week, I record two episodes, one for my um, movie podcast, one for this. It just, that's how my workflow works. But now that we've shared a little bit of that, <laughs> we've come to the end of the episode. I uh, want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.